This is what I want to say about me. Summing up who I am. So, I'm an ISFJ. I'm supportive, so... Defenders like me, I truly enjoy helping others and I happily share my knowledge, my attention, and my expertise with the right people who need it. Um, I strive for win-win situations, choosing teamwork over competition whenever possible. I am reliable. Rather than working in sporadic, excited births that leave things half finished, I am meticulous and I'm careful. I take a steady approach. I'm ensuring that things are done to the highest standard and often go well beyond what is required out of self-confidence instead of self-insecurity. I'm observant. I have a talent for noticing things, particularly about other people. I pay attention to the smallest details of what someone says and does. I pay attention to what they say and don't say. I'm giving unexpected insights into other people's lives and emotions. I'm enthusiastic when the goals are right. I apply all of my gifts to something that I believe will make a real positive difference in people's lives, whether that's fighting poverty with a global initiative or my simply making a customer's day. I'm hardworking. I don't just get my work done. I take pride in it. I often form emotional attachments to the projects and organizations that I dedicated myself to, and I won't rest until I've done my share or more than my share to be of help. And I do that out of peace in my heart and no trauma complexes. I'm, I offer the rare combination of an altruistic nature and my heart won, heart won practicality. I don't just hope to help others. I take action, meaning that I'm more than happy to roll up my sleeves. And it was necessary to care for my friends and my family and the right people who need it. So I have good practical skills and I'm hardworking, I'm enthusiastic, I'm observant, I'm reliable, and I'm supportive. Um, I'm no longer overly humble. I'm no longer so concerned with other people's feelings that I may refuse to make my thoughts known. That's not me anymore. Or to take any duly earned credit for my contributions. In terms of refusing that, I don't do any of those things anymore. And I no longer often downplay my efforts entirely when I think that I could have done some minor aspect of a task better. So that's no longer my weakness. I no longer take things personally when I shouldn't. Um, And I no longer feel like I'm experiencing a, a personal attack when people don't appreciate, don't approve of, or don't agree with me. I'm no longer overly deeply sensitive to other people's opinions, and I don't try to hide it anymore. So that's no longer my issue. Overcommitted? No. I'm no longer of dutifulness, which creates situations where I'm overwhelmed, but unwilling to relax my standards or ask for help. I I no longer suffer silently. I'm not trying to do everything myself, even if it's simply impossible, so I'm not overcommitted like I used to be. I no longer repress my feelings. I no longer tend to internalize my feelings, particularly um, the type of emotions that I don't like to feel. Um, I no longer create the persistent misunderstanding. I, I no longer have the creation of misunderstandings in my relationships like I used to. It's not happening consistently like I used to, it's a better way to put it. Um, my repress, I no longer have repressed feelings 
I no longer have heavy resentments because they don't bowl over in sudden uncharacteristic outbursts of, or frustration. That's not me anymore. I'm not too altruistic, so my giving generous nature no longer leaves me vulnerable to being taken advantage of by others because my I have all the healthy boundaries for my life and they are super duper solid. And I rock the boat when I need to and it's no longer super hard for me to do so. And I stand up to others who aren't pulling their own weight. Uh, so being too altruistic is not my problem. I no longer struggle the most with change. Breaking with tradition is now much easier for me to do, even though I place great value in history and precedent. Yes, now when change is necessary for me, I don't wait until the situation reaches a breaking point for altering course like I used to, so I'm no longer reluctant to change. I'm no longer too altruistic either. Hello, everyone. So, there is more for me to definitely share. So, let's get to it. Um, do loud environments make me want to run and hide? Well, if they're necessarily loud, then the answer is yes. Do you get really irritable when you're hungry? I wouldn't say irritable. I would say I would feel gassy like I have to go to the bathroom. But that's my way of being irritable when I'm hungry. So in a sense, yes. Does attending a musical, visiting an art gallery, reading poetry stir up my emotions? Yes. Does having several different tasks complete actually make you less productive because you become overwhelmed and stressed well if it's consistently happening and there's no breaks and no ability to, to recover then yes do you consider yourself abnormally empathetic well i am empathetic it's just abnormal to society but it's very much normal to me so the answer is yes does it take longer than most to make decisions Yes, because I'm actually a rational human being. Do you hate off open office plans prefer to work in private common environments? Yes, because I do need healthy seclusion as well as healthy intrusion. Do you despise violent movies? If they're too gory, too violent, then yes. Most of them, no. Do you easily sense whether people are feeling overwhelmed? Yes. After a long day, do you need solo quiet time to recharge? Yes. Does presenting to an audience often go poorly because you loathe work in front of watchful eyes? No, it actually goes pretty well for me. So, I'm a highly sensitive person. So, I 
I really genuinely care and I'm good at it. I tend to be highly creative. I am incredibly conscientious and I take great pride in my task. I feel more deeply. I'm often thinking deeply about subjects and issues and offering my insights. I am very sensitive to animals. I have passion like no other. I am a genuine person. I make life about finding meaning when it comes to human existentialism and non-human existentialism. I'm great at having deep, meaningful conversations. I'm an amazing problem solver. I'm not the biggest fan of small talk and, and unnecessary converse, and unnecessary conversations and discussions. That I can tell you. Um, there's more for me to share, but I am an empath. I'm an intuitive. I am wired to feel not only my own energy and emotions, but also energy and emotions of those around me. So I'm an intuitive and I'm an empath. Um, I feel more deeply affected by things than other people. And I'm often moved emotionally. Um, the energy of large crowds that are unfriendly or Unfriendly certain spaces can be overwhelming for me. My body senses certain things, certain textures, certain lighting, certain smells, certain tastes, certain feelings, certain touches, certain vibrations, certain um, noises. Certain vocalizations, certain verbalizations, certain words, and certain words of choice, and and um, certain auras, certain presence for sure. So my body is sensitive to certain things. I've been told that I'm too sensitive. I would say to those people who said that to me, y'all are totally desensitized. And in some cases, you're not sensitive enough. I do feel a need to withdraw when I absolutely need to, to avoid overstimulation and understimulation because I am a wholeness, wholesomeness, whole holistic person who's well-rounded, well-adjusted, well-unified, and well-balanced. And I'm well-structured. I'm well-orderlyed. I often feel depressed, exhausted, or otherwise unwell when I'm in oppressive circumstances. But for the most part, I feel um, overjoyed, euphoric, and ecstatic because of my bubbly personality. I feel isolated in oppressed situations, but for the most part, I feel like I have a team. 
I don't struggle with boundaries like I used to. Now I'm in much better circumstances, so the boundary struggles were not as purveying and prevalent as they were in the past, to be honest. Um, hmm. let me see those are just that's what makes me a highly sensitive person and I and I enjoy that about me. Um let's get to more IFJ. ISFJ. ISFJ stands for Introverted Sensing, Feeling, and Judging, according to the Myers-Briggs Type Indicated MBT test. Um, so, I am dependable. I am a very dependable person. I have a special eye for detail. I am good at noticing what's needed and valuable. I have a talent to arrange careful support with a strong sense of appropriateness based on role and context. I am highly supportive or actually not helpful because it's not my place. I am hardworking along with my being dependable. An ISFJ like me in my life, I do, I definitely do work hard. I am the, I, my, my being an IFJ is a practical type and that I also like to volunteer when appropriate. I'm compassionate. I'm an I'm a hardworking and dependable natured person. Um which is only bolstered by the compassion I have for others. I tend to be agreeable and make a great listener, remembering even the most minute details. I'm always willing to help support others and myself. I'm compassionate towards others and myself, and I'm good at empathy towards others and myself. Um I am sensitive to small things with strong preferences. Although I present orderly image to others, my interior life is a rich, diverse tapestry of many experiences. I am particularly sensitive to the need for healthy conflict instead of unhealthy conflict and to some healthy extents, I do struggle with change. Um, in terms of what it does to your body and your soul. And um, I find it much easier to share my feelings. And I don't struggle with my own high expectations for myself as much. And there's no more putting too much on my plate. I have the right people around me to help me keep that from happening.
So, I'm technical. And yes, I'm sensitive. I have a sometimes surprising knack for technical knowledge. I do tend to make decisions in terms of my social and personal values, thanks to that, meaning the feeling. I do become very technically skilled over time. I enjoy my non-traditional traditions. I work to protect the future and I like to feel a sense of healthy accomplishment. I'm organized and I'm detailed. I'm sensitive, I'm patient, I'm supportive, I'm a good listener, I'm knowledgeable. My being highly sensitive to criticism is over. My difficulty handling stress is over. My past communication style versus direct is over. My excessive aversion to conflict or bring bad news is over. My difficulty anticipating and figuring out how to prepare for the future is over because I have the right people who help me to overcome all of those weaknesses. I am socially skilled. I am warm and understanding of others and myself. I'm I'm analytical, detailed, efficient. I'm very technical and concrete, but also quite creative. I like people, even though some people I keep my distance from, cut them all completely in. I deal with them only if I have to. If I don't, then I choose not to. So I'm omnivert and amnivert and have a bubbly personality, have effervescent personality. So my introversion is based off wisdom. It's not based off fearfulness at all. And I make up roughly five to six of the population as IFJ, ISFJ actually. I'm not a fan of unnecessary shouting. My partners and I, we take the lead when needed without any pressure. We're sensitive to each other's preferences and needs. We're stable and reliable partners for each other. We're not rigid around our own preferences and we don't get passive aggressive. And we prefer things to be handled in a civil way. We like professions that allow us to help and care for others. Workplaces that a lot of high conflict is also ideal for me. And I want to make a difference with my work. And I'm not the type of person that forces myself in the spotlight. No, actually, the spotlight forces itself upon me. I, I always root for the team and I want to make everyone feel recognized and valued. I have strong attention to detail. My planning organization combined with my fabulous people skills does allow me to flourish in a variety of settings for myself. I I have reasonable boundaries for myself. I practice open communication, find my comfort zone with the right trusted people, and I do ask for and accept help, especially positive feedback to counter the trained insecurity, so to speak. I like to be careful with my commitments and I know when to say no. I take pride and I draw confidence from my comp- from my accomplishments and my talents. I broaden my horizon in different ways, whether through travel, experience with the culture, supporting my own heritage, and I do have a diverse social network. 
I have vast technical knowledge. I have a remarkable capacity for kindness and have a strong work ethic. And, uh, I have direct communication style now. And um, I'm just still thinking about the fact that I really love commitment. Commitment is key to me. I'm incredibly loyal. Those are all good things when it comes to me. And my partners and I recognize how much we do for each other and for our relationships. We don't neglect any of our needs. We let, we let, we realize how deep our emotions really go. We freely, directly express our feelings. And we don't do too much in our relationships. And we're always trying to help and look out for each other because that's how we treat ourselves. Yes, when I was in college, I participated in swinger parties slash gatherings. I participated in orgies. I participated in daisy chains. Um... I participated in gangbangs. I participated in threesomes or three ways. I participated in menage a trois. I participated in foursomes or four ways. I participated in menage a cortes. I participated in double penetration. I participated in monogamous group sex or same room sex was known as soft swapping. I participated in Spinturians. Um, and I did participate in Circle Jerks. Um, and I did all these things with other single people, single people that were parents, single people that were child free with non-monogamous married couples too. And in some cases, I was doing these things with monogamous married couples who didn't know 
that they're Their spouses were committing adultery with me. Um, a circle jerk is a group masturbation among men, usually sitting in somewhat of a circle formation. Daisy chain. Group of participants perform cunnilingus or fellatio on each other in a circular formation, permitting each, permitting each participant to both give and receive oral sex simultaneously. A gangbang is a number of people performing sex acts on one person, either in turn or at the same time, threesome or three-way. Three people all having sexual relations, not necessarily simultaneously. Not to be confused with menage a trois, literally household of three. Foursome or four-way sex between four people. Not to be confused with menage a quarte, literally household of four. Double penetration, when a person is entered or penetrated in the vagina and slash or anus, by two people at the same time. This is usually when one person enters the anus while another enters the vagina. However, it also refers to two simultaneous penetrations in the same orifice. Spenturian, a, set, a term used by Suetonius to describe sexual group practices indulged in by the Emperor Tiberius or Capri. Monogamous group sex or same room sex also in a soft swapping. Couples engaging in sexual activity in the same room but in separate pairs without any swapping of partners or other major sexual activity between couples. I did participate in sex parties in college. A sex party is a gathering in which sexual activity takes place. Sex parties may be organized to enable people to engage in casual sexual, ca- casual sexual activity over swinging couples or people interested in group sex to meet. By any gathering where sexual activity is anticipated can be called a sex party. So I did participate in orgies in college. An orgy is a gathering where guests freely engage in open, unrestrained sexual activity or group sex. And a bunga bunga orgy is an orgy in which participants have sex underwater, such as in a swimming pool or a hot tub. I did participate in swinger parties slash gatherings. A swinger party or partner swapping party is a gathering in which individuals or couples in a committed relationship can engage in sexual activities with others as a recreational social activity. Swinger parties may involve various group sex activities. Partners can engage in penetrative sex known as, full, known as full swap or choose to soft swap in which they engage only in non-penetrative sex. New swinging couples often choose a soft swap before they are comfortable with a full swap, although many couples stay soft swap for personal reasons. Soft swinging is when a couple engages in sexual activities with only each other while other couples perform sex acts in the immediate vicinity. Technically, this is a form of exhibitionism rather than group sex, per se. Um, Again, I, I participated in daisy chains in college. A daisy chain refers to a sexual act involving three or more people, during which each person simultaneously has sex with the person beside them in a group, thus forming a chain. Some sources consider only groups of four or more people to be a daisy chain. Thus, an erotic foursome of parte core, two couples, after just being that in college, form a chain or Maltese cross, carefully alternating people. Uh, the manner of er- erotic or spenturian chains, daisy chains, example of spentries or erotic human chains has been taken to per mutational development in the appendix of postures to the well-known Manual of Classical er- er- Erotology, 1824, of the Fichtean philosopher Frederick Karl Forberg, and in the Swedish work, 
Chu Fleur VR to Salmons, the more the merrier by school teacher Ragnar Aslan, published in 1966, intended Franklin as a manual of group sex. So all these types of sex that I was having, and all these types of sex babes I was having in college, um, I did these things out of trauma complexes. Now, I decided that I'm going to participate in ethical circle jerks, ethical daisy chains, ethical gang bangs, ethical threesomes, and ethical three ways, ethical foursomes, ethical four ways, ethical menage a trois, ethical menage a quatres, uh, ethical double penetration, ethical spinturian, ethical monogamous group sex, and ethical same room sex, also known as ethical soft swapping, ethical sex parties, ethical swinger parties slash gatherings, ethical orgies, and ethical daisy chains. The group sex I had in college was because of trauma complexes. I decided to engage in ethical group sex. The sex parties I did in college was out of trauma complex, and I decided to do ethical sex parties. Group sex is my favorite sex to have, by the way, in terms of human numerals. Haha. <laughs> So, I really do want to add that, um, More of the basics about myself. I Hello, hello, hello everyone. So I am logical. I'm hardworking, I'm artistic, I'm observant, I'm faithful, I'm kind, I'm patient, I'm responsible, I'm reliable, I'm modest, and I have inner peace and world peace within myself. So therefore, I'm not picky, I'm not irritable, I'm not overly independent, I'm not frustrated easily, I'm not people-pleasing, I'm not people-appeasing, I'm not worried, I'm not uptight, I'm not stubborn, I'm not critical, I'm not ruminative, and I'm not professionistic. And these are all my Virgo Zodiac sign traits, and I'm proud of all of who I am. I am a person with Scopey on the 10th house cup which makes me determined to succeed. I am driven to succeed in anything I do. 
My willpower power is impressive and stunning. I'm very good in occupations that involve searching for information or researching information that will solve serious issues. I seem very capable and confident. I am very capable and confident. My inventiveness, determination, and diligence create a powerful con- a combination. Um, I'm, I have a rich social life. I'm a tireless worker aiming at absolute independence. At mature age, I did become well-known. I'm the ruler of the 10th house, Pluto in the 10th house. That's my, that's the career part of me. Um, 10th house, medium, coily, MC, career, prestige, and reputation. Medium, coily, MC symbolizes social status, career, reputation, honors, fame, success, authoritative personality, father. Um, That's what that's all about. Um, I tend to act slowly and with caution. I avoid any kind of abusive control. I love solitude and I hate. despicable people type of crowds. I want to stand out and isolate myself from the charlatans. My actions do become valued in time. I would make a good politician, a good consultant, a good engineer. My main feature is endurance. Um, That rule the ascendant Saturn and I act suddenly, unexpectedly in all the right ways when I'm generating friendship with sympathy of other people. I'm able to create romantically and wholesomely, impulsively. I'm able to predict the future on certain things. I behave according to my predictions and I am pleased with my predictions, the ones I get right. Often I try to test myself in order to find out what I actually believed in. And I do that respectfully, so the little descendant Saturn and Aquarius. First house ascendant ASC. Physical personality. Ascendant ASC symbolizes basic personality traits such as physical appearance, temperament, behavior, relationship to life, and the first impression a person gives. Ascendant in Capricorn. Capricorn is Saturn. So I become aware of the duality within myself. I perform my duties properly, and the other is. Um, obedience learning to be of proper obedience by the way I need I do manage my energy well and I have excellent self-discipline excellent self-control social prestige happens to me naturally and recognition happens to me naturally I don't force either the other side is my ability to organize practical matters and achieve my goals and also have the ability to enjoy sensual pleasures. Um, Cancer descendant, partners compatibility. If I have a Capricorn ascendant, my Cancer descendant will awaken my gentleness, my sensitivity, my need to look after and protect. I do appreciate partners who try to help me get out of my thick skin with childish naivete. 
and be thick-skinned with prudence. I do need care, so I do not get afraid to reveal the small child who's still within me. I'm releasing my emotions properly, because if I do not do that, the dam that holds them will one day burst open. I am comfortable in healthy family settings, regardless of whether they go by society's rules or not, which everybody knows their respective roles, responsibilities, and boundaries. So that's definitely a part of who I am. Um, there's more about me. I, I'm Mercury and Libra, so I love the balance between theory and practice. I often make funny but diplomatic remarks about people's situations. My original way of thinking is reflected in my writings. With a bit of exaggeration, it can be said that while I with Mercury in the, with a bit of exaggeration, it can be said that while people with Mercury in the gym and I prefer writing reports, because I have Mercury in Libra, I go straight to writing a novel because I need to develop my ideas instead of putting some information on the paper just to do so. It can also be said that my Mercury feels the best in air signs, but it can be a bit shallow in them. Um, not for me. You know, it says these people do not like to study things in the greatest detail. That's not true about me. I do like to study things in greatest detail. And I reject shallowness, hollowness, emptiness, and uselessness. Air, the ruling element, which is definitely not a solid substance, is responsible for this probably only one shortcoming. That's true for them. Other people like that, but that's not true for me. My intelligence serves my judgment and forces me to often rethink my beliefs. It gives me extensive education and ease of expression. I have a very romantic nature. I often prefer to express my feelings of affection with a poem, a picture, or a song rather than with acts just to do acts. Even though I love the five love languages. If I gave you passion, a form of a creative expression it would give your relationships a greater chance to survive at first. My partners cannot believe at first their luck to find such a great enthusiastic lover like me. Later they realized that I was they were given a role in the script for Romance. We do everything couples do, we're just not committed. Mercury is the planet that brings us interest in intellectual things about teaching and learning. What's in the case and into what depth we want to study things. It gives us natural intelligence and the ability to analyze and produce. That's definitely me. I love relational and relationship safety, by the way.
I look forward to having ethical group sex in my off-screen personal life. And I look forward to having ethical group sex in my future on-screen porn career life. And now that I've mentioned such things, real quick, I, I tend to like a thick and curvy women. My favorite meaning preferences are chocolate, dark, black-skinned black women, uh, Latinas, Dominican Republic, and um, Native American women and um, European women, and Eastern women. The top two are chocolate and Latinas. Um, they age the best. And their skin is not as affected by the sun as other um, bodies are that are within cold climates, so to speak, and they're non-melanated, let's put it that way. I was referring to those who are melanated when I talked about their skin does well in hot climates. But let me talk lastly about organized crime. Um, I do recall a time of hiding my depression and hiding my rage to I couldn't always hide my real emotions because in organized crime you push to the brink and your real emotions tend to show you may know about it in the moment you may be so into that you're not but when everything's over, you go, wow, I did not react it that way. That's how happened. It came to organized crime for me. Um, it was a world where they tried to turn me into a monster. But I showed them through my tough guy behavior that I'm the sweet person that should be fucked with because I don't bullshit people. 
So that's just how I feel. I remember being in the organized crime world. And of course, I tended to see I did see wildlife and cultural property when it came to transnational organized crime. I saw counterfeit goods in a transnational organized crime too. Basically, to sum up my life against my wealth and organized crime, organized crime is about people being lawless, un- without law, wild, untamed, uncivilized, undomesticated, savage, barbarous, fierce, violent, tempestuous, disordered, agitated, disturbed, warlike, uncontrolled animals. Organized crime is not about being cultured, not about being cultivated, not about being controlled. But it's about not restrained by law, riotous, insubordination, disobedience, and unruliness. And you had to be careful of how you looked at people, what you wore, all your habits, all your character traits, and what you're working on, and what you're just doing more good on. You have to be careful about anything and everything and all things because organized crime, if not, Violence and murder happens, and I saw those things from personal experience. And as we say on Clubhouse, with that, I'm complete.